1: Coming up on this week's episode, I share how to create a dynamic media player for your Android home screen, Star Wars Celebration Update News, and Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Hey, hey. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you a kind of compacted summary version of this week's um, podcast, but a feature-filled update at that, so I'll jump right into it. Um, I'm going to get a small bit of Android news out of the way, just because it's tangentially related to Android, but more related to social um, media and networking and things like that. So this week, we had the news that um, Elon Musk is set to buy Twitter, so... I got to thinking about Twitter alternatives, um, my Facebook presence has been pretty limited over the past couple of years, and I got to remembering that there was a social media service that I've been trying on and off for a little bit called Mastodon. The premise of Mastodon is to create a centralized, or sorry, decentralized social media network that allows you to essentially do the same things you see on Twitter, but is not set to one particular server, it's not owned by one particular company or anything like that. So, when you use it, you can join various servers that are localized to your region, but you can follow anyone anywhere. So, if you find that there's one server that is not particularly good for you, like you see that there's a lot of toxic stuff going on, or the latency is really sluggish and things like that, then you can move on to another server. So, it's kind of what Twitter should be, but... If you kind of find that Twitter's not to your liking or you want an alternative that's a more open source, decentralized version of a more corporate style company, then I would recommend checking out um, Mastodon. One of the things that you'll notice right off the bat is, or as a, I don't know if it's a, or if you would consider this a benefit or not, but one of the things you'll notice right off the bat, aside from instead of calling them tweets, they're called toots, is that you have a 500 character limit versus a 280 character limit on Twitter. So you have a lot more wiggle room as far as um, typing posts and uh, how you want um, character, to sub- characterize your updates. So when you're Tooting I guess you have more room to create or uh, share your content. Um, I believe you can do a mo- approximately the same things as uh, Twitter where you can create polls share images uh, videos and things like that. So Essentially the basis is the same you if you don't use things like spaces like Twitter spaces or host a space or anything like that, you're not going to really miss too much. I think there's still polls and that sort of stuff. So as far as I can tell, Mastodon is a good alternative to what Twitter offers. So um, I have created my own, um, I've, or I've set up an account there. So much like everything else, um, you can follow me on Mastodon as well at PatelN01. I'm still kind of getting used to it, but there I was reading around a little bit today um, where you can do things like mute, certain languages and you have better content uh, or you probably have or at least at minimum you have the same if not better content control on Mastodon as Twitter so it's definitely worth checking out so far so I'm going to play around with a little bit more and see how that works itself out and as far as tying it to Android because it's uh, Android, um, you do. there is an official Mastodon app to use, so I did um, install that. And I am using that as part of my testing, so definitely worth something ch- to check out. So now with that out of the way, um, the highlight for this week's Android review new, um, segment is um, something that I've been working on create, sharing and creating for some time now, and that's the ability to create a dynamic media player in or on your Android home screen where you can um, adjust it and make it look customized based on um, your album art. So regardless of the source or if you want your media player to only pull from certain sources, then you can have the media player set up to do that. This is all done by using an app called KL or, KWL, or yeah, sorry, KLWP custom live wallpaper maker where um, essentially it sets your wallpaper as a live wallpaper so you can interact with it along the lines of like if you remember the old nexus wallpaper with the bar, the snake bars, or whatever, that you when you touch it, you kind of get a blossom effect. So it's kind of a supercharged or turbocharged version of that, where you can do things like set touch events, um, you can set uh, progress bars, uh, media playback, weather. Um, uh, battery playback uh, you can set colors based on certain triggers and all of that so it's a very powerful program So if you check out the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash patel and um, zero one You'll see the video I did to do a step-by-step um, Walkthrough of creating the dynamic media player, but essentially what you'll do once you install the program so once you set, whether it's your cover image or the track information to pull from your currently playing track information, is it'll ask for your notification um, access so that it can read the media player information. So when you're listening to music, whether it's on Music Olay, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube or anything like that, it'll pull that information. Um, so with that out of the way, you can do things like pull the cover image or whatever, from whatever you're listening to. Um, I've had the most luck with, um, I, th- I want to say, streaming services rather than downloaded from a streaming service. So um, in general, I want to say Amazon works like 75 to 25% of the time. Last time I used Apple Music, I want to say it was about the same. Um, With things like YouTube, I want to say it's good at pulling the image art if it's available and then the track title and author but no album. Um, Local music is perfect as far as mp3s because if you have metadata in your track then you can get all of that information. So musical lay works really well. Um, With podcast clients like Pocket Cast and AntennaPod, it does pull in the cover image and um, track information but it does pull in the track information and I'm um, sorry. The album artist or the album artist and the um, actual artist has the same title, so that's kind of a bummer. But the track information is independent. But you can essentially play around with that to uh, position it how you want um, to make a dynamic. What you would do is you would set a image or so you would set a shape, so you can make a, a square, a circle, a rectangle, whatever you want, and you can extract the muted or vibrant color art from that cover art. So that way, uh, when you're playing a, a particular track, it'll pull the color from that image. Once it goes to the next track, it'll pull the colors from that image. I usually set it to pull the muted, a blended muted color with black so that when I have the overlap for the progress bar, I can set the progress bar to the vibrant color and that way it's easy to see the vibrant color over the blended muted background of that uh, music music player section. That's mostly because there are certain cover cover images that are you know very black or you know black and white silver and black things like that so if you do the muted background with black it kind of dulls that a little bit and you have a better offset or sometimes you have a cover image that's very strong prominently you know red or yellow or blue or whatever so by blending the muted color with black it kind of f- uh, darkens that up a little bit so your progress bar is still that much more visible so like i said you can check out the video on on youtube at youtube.com patel n01 um, it is up on the audio feed as well so that way you can check out or you can listen so listen along and um Um, create your own media player as well or if you're just listening in the background that's fine as well. Um, Of course that also assumes you don't want to do a picture-in-picture using YouTube but that's also an option if you want to do picture-in-picture and play along and follow along and create your own media player but um, the dynamicness of it is something I like very much and it makes it for a more um, visually appealing media player because every if I'm listening to music and i'm walking along and then i check a notification i can i get a very unique and different looking media player each time uh one of the things that's also beneficial with klwp is you can set and uh, create a, your own weather widget and if you want to create a dynamic style or a semi-dynamic um, background for that um, you can use klwp to load an image set that as a uh, background in klwp but then also use The same way to extract the color from your currently playing cover image or currently playing tracks cover image, you can extract the color as a muted or vibrant color from your wallpaper to set as a background for your weather. So you have a a matching background there. You could use that same thing for um, your media player if you want. If you want a um, consistent background and then only change the color for your progress bar or something like that you um, know you can do overlap groups for icons so you can use the built-in icons for klwp and use those particular icons as an overlay for you know phone text message music and stuff like that set the background of that to a particular color have that change per track so you can you know have a full ui that's you know let's say your cover your background image is all- mostly blue Pull the background image to background color to be blue and then have that change per track. So if the tra- track color is, you know, red, yellow, blue, green, purple, whatever, it'll extract that color and change per track. So it's a consistently dynamically changing um, home screen based on um, your music that you're shuffling through. So all in all, a very powerful app. Um, it is available for free in the Google Play Store, but the limitation in the free version is that you cannot import um, different packages that have been um, posted to download and install it in the Google Play Store. So you do need to pay for the um, pro version of that, which I want to say is uh, $4.99. I actually didn't write it down, so I'm looking it up as we speak, but it's $5.99 for the pro key, and that does allow you to... Um, I believe for sure import um, custom live wallpapers that were created in the Google Play Store, but also I think you can save them. I'm not sure about the export side of it, but you can at the very least get access to importing um, externally created custom live wallpaper packages. So that's all there is for that. So with that, let's jump right into this week's Star Wars news.
0: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: So for this week's Star Wars segment, it's not really going to be anything going out in the Star Wars news and universe of things. We have, you know, of course, we're anticipating the Obi-Wan series and either more trailers it's just the show itself but i figured i would give an update um this week regarding star wars celebration just because i saw a few articles as far as the updated um uh, attendees list and guest stars and that sort of stuff so i wanted to give that update that if you guys are uh, planning on going or wanted to do a, to do a meetup that i will be there on thursday may 26th for I'm planning the better part of the day but at least during the day from opening to whenever i feel like going home granted i don't want to go home because of star wars but i did pick up for the day i did sign up for a couple of photo ops and a few of the um panels did stand out for what they're all what they're going to be showing on that thursday so for example the lucasfilm studio showcase which they're going to talk to uh, live action filmmakers talk about things like the Kenobi series, Andor, and The Mandalorian. So I'm looking forward to that. They're going to talk about the Attack of the Clones music, or I guess it's called Attack of the Chords. Um, So they're going to talk about some of the inspirations and musical connections and things like that. They're going to have a High Republic panel with some of the, um, I guess, authors and stories and things like that, and talk about the next phase called uh, Quest of the Jedi. There is a panel with Ian Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine, But it kind of overlaps with the Attack of the Chords panel, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how to split that up. And then also, as far as other panels, they're going to to talk about how Lucasfilm Publishing, so stories from a galaxy far, far away, and Star Wars collectibles. So some of those last couple I will see maybe stop by depending on time. But um, for me, at least I want to check out the studio showcase, um, Attack of the Chords, and the High Republic stuff just to get some of that stories and updates and things like that and check out what's going on there so that's all there is for this particular Star Wars update like I said I didn't have too much to say I wanted to give more of a general announcement that I'm planning on being there on the 26th and of course that'll be a day ahead of the launch of Kenobi which is a bummer for me just because I can't make it out on Friday for when Ewan McGregor is going to be there so I'm kind of hoping that he makes like a impromptu appearance on thursday or something like that or he's like a specially scheduled guest appearance on thursday to see him live but we'll see about how all of that goes so with that so to contrast the star wars news um i'm gonna round out this week's segment with my review of star trek discovery season four so the usual updates for what i'm watching each week so things like uh, moon knight picard um, now I Better Call Saul and then I think I said Moon Knight already but if I'm not Moon Knight um, I've been watching those so getting enjoying those quite a bit um, those are all on the positive side I'm still not sure what to make of Moon Knight but I guess the season finale is next week so We'll kind of see how they end up with that one, but it's all a very entertaining story. Um, it feels kind of like the Loki, kind of like Loki, but with um, Poe Dameron. So I'm liking his acting quite a bit, so I think that's kind of why I'm enjoying all of the episodes so far. So um, I'm not sure what to quite make of the show still. So we'll see how they round it out for next week or what the deal with Moon Knight is. It kind of still mixes. Um, or in my opinion as a hot take it feels like it mixes American Gods with Stargate so um, that's there for that so that review will be next week once the season finale is done Uh, Picard is continuing to be interesting granted it is a rehashing of the Borg story arc and having that 400 year jumpstart based on the latest episode which kind of feels like it's um, in line with um, what we saw in Star Trek the motion picture so Part of me after watching the latest episode kind of feels like they might do an overlap with that sort of stuff or, you know, kind of merge in the Cochran, I think his name was, who made First Contact and then maybe jump ahead a little bit more even to um, the launch of um, the Enterprise when it was going to see V'ger, but that would probably be too ambitious. So we'll see how they round out the season, but overall it's interesting as far as All of this stuff with the Borg and Q and mixing that all together. And that's probably going to even deal with how they handle the next season with the story that a lot of the original cast from the next generation is going to show up in season three. Um, So with that being said, um, I did have a chance to finally finish Star Trek Discovery season four. And originally, the first, I was thinking about halfway through this uh, season about how it was a big sludge to get through the season, and it didn't really. You know, capture me as much as I was hoping it would, and it was kind of reminding me of *Fear the Walking Dead*, where they have individual episodes that are interesting, but nothing overtly good or interesting to keep me wanting to watch it. Aside from the time investment, um, as far as the second half of the season goes, it does have that *Fear the Walking Dead* element where there were individual episodes that were good. You pick up on certain themes that they're starting to pick up on and are interesting. But by the end of the season, it felt like it's essentially just the Burnham and book show where they're contrasting the two personalities, people, stories, and things like that. And then um, putting in, putting them at odds with each other and then filtering in everybody else's storylines along the way. So the... Um, the new ensign that had the lady or the the personality inside her that got her extracted. I thought that was an interesting storyline. So that was resolved. We have Saru having a love interest in the form of the vulcan ambassador um the continuing rebuilding of the federation but it feels like they continuously have these threats so you're so every situation is the happiest moment on everyone's life the saddest moment the last time they're gonna see each other so it's like take fears off in all these directions that don't feel like they're really cohesive enough and to the point where they Introduce this. Introduce the Ten C story arc before they have a chance to deal with the re- or complete the rebuilding of the Federation. So, granted, the flip side to that would be that they they needed the Ten C to force those alliances so that they could rebuild the Federation. But um, for it just it felt to that point to be well presented to the. It, it just felt like it was you know zero to ten back down to zero then to five then negative five so it's just all over the place as far as pacing of the show which i think is what bummed me out for the story and then it felt like each episode i mean each episode was also feeling like it was jam-packed so you know an hour and a half worth of content into 45 minutes um where which is the opposite of uh, for example star trek the motion picture where you have um you know, two and a half, two hours of content, which is just an extraction of forty five minutes. So, um, this it just felt like it was hard to get into. So it's hard to recommend. I mean, I actually preferred the story arc with the alternate universe, and I kind of wish they had more of that, or at least tied some of that in with the story arc with the Ten C and the Edge of the Galaxy. So if I was to um, summarize the season i would probably say it's a mix of star trek the motion picture and star trek i think it was star trek for the undiscovered country the one where they have to go to, where the enterprise goes to the edge of space and kirk asks what god needs with a spaceship so that's kind of where we ended with season four of um discovery which is kind of ironic that season four and then star trek four kind of are Just this numbering scheme is ironic and then the pacing was about the same and they're about well received so just for me it's hard to uh, recommend it but if you did like Star Trek 1 and Star Trek 4 and you want a more expansive take on those two movies then Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is for you. So that's all there is for that. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, you can comment on this post on Twitter, at PatelN01. I'm also now on Mastodon, which is, I guess, also PatelN01, that's the handle. I don't know how their handling, sharing works, um, because you can be on any server, but that is the username, so you can find me there as well. The website is HeadphonesNeil.Reviews for past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff.